Hi, Lauren. Hi, Sam. Are you ready to talk about Training Day? I am, because after all, we are the Watchers of Movies. Hello. Hello. Well, we have a special guest with us today. We do. Mike, <laughs> composer of the theme song. Yes. Brilliant. <laughs> the brilliant Mike. Thank you very much. I'm back. Thanks for having me. You lost his my voice. Chair. Oh. <laughs> Do you need a kush? Cushion? I have you a kush. You have a kush. I don't have any, like, rubber mats. That's okay. Welcome, Mike. Welcome, Mike. Oh, this isn't going to work. I'll just sit without my cushion. Okay. Is this a Pavlovian response every time we welcome him? <laughs> Do you okay. want? I have another cushion. Do you want to try it? No, I think I'll just slip off. Just my butt. I'll just have to get up and move around a little bit. All right. Welcome, Mike. Welcome. Thank you. I did not slip off my chair that time, no, that's so good. that's good. He's here. Yes, he's here. He's here. Indeed, we are at your place. We're at my place. Yes, recording because we're usually at mine, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's usually a cat meowing in the background. No cats. No cat today. We traded the cat for Mike. I actually brought a cat in without them knowing. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it was very, it was, it was a Speaking of tiny which, operation. Um, operation. Oh, operation. <laughs> anyway, how's it going, Mike? It's going well. Welcome. Feels weird being yeah. back on the show. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long time yes. since The Wrestler, which was... Probably like a year ago. November? It was cold, I remember, because we had the slider open. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was in like November maybe or something. I don't know. So, yeah, a few months. I don't know. So it's definitely the last one. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's been a while. It has been. Yes. It has. We have you on for the intense the intense film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This was certainly... I would definitely call this an intense film. That mm-hmm. is for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you, Mike, do you have any, um, anything you want to share about things you might have been watching? Any tidbits? Oh, I'm watching The Office. Ah, I'm, nice. I'm back on The Office. I don't know how often this happens. Um, probably every year or two. And we have Peacock, so they have uh, super fan editions, which is deleted scenes edited back into the originals. So they all have That's like, awesome. like 10, it's awesome, 10 or more minutes of extra footage. And it's really cool because I've seen it enough, the original cuts, to where the deleted scenes really stand out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really cool. It's like comfort, it cool. comfort food. It comfort is. Comfort viewing. Yeah. yeah I, I get totally it. agree. I get it. I'm rewatching American Housewife. Nice. And then I'll stop when they exchange Replace the cat. actress. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. Mm-mm. Disappointing. <laughs> yeah. No, the Office Superfan episodes are really fun. You told me about them. A, while, a, a couple few weeks ago and I started watching them as well and they're like just more of the best show like how can you top it you know but it's pretty cool and you know what else I'm I doing get it. Um, I got into Office Ladies podcast which actually Samantha got me into she'd been listening to a, a while ago mm-hmm. and I don't know why I never bothered with it but I did and now it's like I can't stop. I'm plowing through them, multiple episodes every day. Like I just started at season I get one, it. I totally and get I'm it. Through like fifty or sixty episodes, and uh, <laughs> it's it's like marketed at people like us right. because you don't need to. We don't need to like watch along with the podcast because it's just ingrained in my mm-hmm. in my memory. Yeah. So when they talk about a podcast, I might as well have the scenes on in front of me. Like I can envision it, and I know what they're talking about, and it's 
that makes it a really fun and easy lesson. So that's that's been fun too. Yeah, community during the pandemic, um, uh, Joel McHale and um, oh my god, what is his name that plays Chang? Ken Jeong. <laughs> Dr. Ken. We Dr. <laughs> Dr. Ken. Dr. Ken. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they did a podcast. And they had a bunch of the, um, like, previous people that were on Community. And I don't know why I never listened to it. Like, it was... You should. I bet I, should. I, bet, I, bet I would really love enjoy it. it. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think, especially because it seemed like the people that were on the show genuinely enjoyed being on the show, which to me is always, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean... You want people to, like, love the show that they're on, yeah. you know, or else it's like, mm. Yeah, like, if you hear it's a toxic work environment, that yeah. kind of takes a little bit of the well, wind Well, I think it kind of sails. was with, with oh. Chevy Chase, but he got fired, so, oh well. well I, I want to think they wouldn't make a podcast if it were toxic to the point yeah. where it's just yeah. unpleasant to talk about. That's so That's true, that's true. I feel like if you, yeah, because there's, like, I, hope. I mean, I can think of, like, a job that I've left where... I there's no way I would ever do like a podcast about it because I'd be like, oh yeah, you want to talk about this place that I fucking hate? Like, you know I, mean? I like, do like let's the talk idea. <laughs> I do like the idea about having a podcast rehashing an office job that most of the listeners. <laughs> Just someone bitching about. I mean, work. I can see if that was like a yeah, that drama might actually or be a fun like, like an audio comedy. Maybe yeah. that'd be kind of interesting. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I remember before I got an office job, I was taking a walk with a friend of mine who was older than me, and I was still in, like, the the end part of college, so I was still working a part-time job, but she was talking about her office job. She was an accountant, and she was saying that, um, she was talking like this was, like, intense, entertaining drama about somebody who ate in the office, who ate a Snickers out of the fridge that belonged to somebody else and there was like Fucking this hell. note war going on and in my That's head I was cool. like no I was horrified at that idea and I was like this is her life like she's telling me this story like <laughs> like this is interesting and then once I got older and started working in an office I was like oh, crap I get it you get it Listen, yeah, yeah. At, at the office uh, we worked at um it's a it's a big office building and there's refrigerators you know here and there you know that are convenient for people to store their food and someone had their lunch stolen out of the fridge i only know because they put a note on the fridge that said something really snarky about stealing food and you can replace it it was this Um, that was my lunch and then someone else in it was different handwriting wrote that's bogue <laughs> on the note just commenting it was like the comment section yeah on a, like a facebook post yeah like a reddit post and i remember like the last sentence the last sentence was like you don't have to tell me you took it that's between you and your god or you know, speaking of Reddit real life posts, <laughs> guess really, well, so I, after I had watched the fourth season of Stranger Things, I had commented on someone's post and I said I really liked the cover by Placebo of Running Up That Hill. And someone commented on it and was like, yeah, I just listened to it and it's garbage just like you. And I was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry I have an opinion. Oh my gosh. It was That's so weird. personal real quick. I like, I just laughed. I thought it was funny, but I was like, okay (laughs) that reminds me of i saw a tweet just today of um i don't remember her name she's she's in the show yellow jackets and she was in the show like two and a half men melanie linsky yes melanie linsky is also on the last of us 
Oh, really? I like her. And I think she's uh, good. There's a po- there was a picture. Somebody like retweeted a picture of her that was like she looked very like she's not like super skin and bone. She's very like yeah. She's like full figured. I guess you'd say she's like a normal average <laughs> yeah. woman. And she's like wearing an evening gown. And somebody commented on it, and they were like. Uh, this doesn't look like somebody who's starving in a post-apocalyptic time or something. And she retweeted that, and she was like, this is a magazine photo shoot, not a still from The Last of Us. And I was like, you could have been so much more mean to that guy who was, like, insulting your body, basically. Right. Anyway. Oh, man. I love the, like, mean twi- tweets read by celebrities. Oh, yeah. Those are so, those are so Some funny. Some are pretty funny. Yeah. I did have something to tell you, though. Yeah. So Mike and I watched the movie Megan on Saturday. Oh, I was curious-ish. Curious-ish, but not enough to watch it. So tell me me about it. It was fun. I thought it was fun and Mm -hmm. entertaining, but the story that I'm telling is actually about what happened after we watched Megan. So we went down this, like, AI rabbit hole and watched the movie AI with Haley Joel Osment. We, like, 70% watched it. I fell asleep for some of it, and we were kind (laughs) of chatting. We were just talking It's not, like, the most thrilling movie ever. It's really not. It's it's not... I wouldn't say it's my favorite. It's kind of... It's not that good. But anyway... Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Anyway... There's a little boy in it, not Haley Joel Osment, but a, a boy who plays like a human boy. And when I was watching it, I was like, who is this little boy? I know who this little boy is. I recognize him. And he was Lizzie McGuire's little brother. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he did anything. He was also the kid who played the Vincent D'Onofrio's younger version in The Cell. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, Mike's yeah. in The Cell. I forced him to watch it with me, unfortunately. <laughs> Did you like it, Mike? Or I don't you... remember what the cell is. Jennifer, even. Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez, Mercy killed the serial oh, killer. With those, like, pods that yeah. they get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No. <laughs> I liked it. But, but Megan was fun. I thought, I think, I thought Megan was just exactly what I was anticipating, but um, it was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, we talked about it, but I, because it's about an AI I went in hoping for more of a sci-fi slant, and they touched on it a little bit, but it was really more just like a monster movie. That's what I kind of assumed, yeah. yeah. And that's why we got to talking about AI, um, because that has some bigger questions in it, or posed in it. I agree, it's not a great movie, but I think it sticks with me more than Megan will, just because it's so fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's fun. I recommend it if you like thriller uh, monster movies. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. I do, but I, I've seen enough of that to be like, <clears throat> you know, it's it's not drawn me in enough to want to watch it. You know yeah. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, speaking of AI, have you guys used that Chat GPT feature? Because I've been using it to fill out cover letters, and it's amazing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't even know. You just said something <laughs> like, that like I have no like idea an, what you said. So what you do is you put in. Um, so like I'd put in like my resume, and then I'd put in like what they're looking for like write a cover letter that's like a conversational cover letter with this stuff for my resume and it'll just like fill it out and it's amazing it's it's better clippy it's a better cover letter than i could have written myself so thank you whoever created that i think it was microsoft but i'm not sure so i hate cover letters they're so they're so So awful like who reads them i actually think like anything on a resume like anyone who expects a resume to be this like brilliant thing instead of just listing your work experience to see if you're actually qualified is also i think it's just it's so ridiculous it's yeah i i it's 
Or I feel like it's stuff where you're like looking through stuff and they're like, you need a master's, but we're only going to pay you 35000 a year. And I'm yeah. like, for a fucking master's? I'm like, but, uh-uh. No, I don't have a master's. I don't even have a bachelor's, but fuck you guys. <laughs> like, yeah, so, I mean, ugh. it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, yeah. I don't really have any. I, I mean, so I started watching Cabinet of Curiosities, the Guillermo del Toro show. Oh. Um, it's okay. It's a lot of body horror. Mm. And I'm not, yeah. Like, I really only remember one episode very distinctly because I wasn't really paying a lot of attention. And that was with Ben Barnes and Crispin Glover. And I think 90% of it was because I knew the actors rather than cared about the story. Ben Barnes is Prince Caspian. Mm-hmm. Who's now doing T-Mobile commercials? Is he really? <laughs> yeah. He's like, handsome. He's a handsome guy. Um, Crispin Glover still looks the damn same since like '85. So I don't know what he's been doing, but it's great. Whatever it is, because he looks really good. So yeah. Do you know what his favorite cereal is? No. It's a tie between Crispix and Crispy Critters. <laughs> Crispy Critters. Yummy. I don't think that's available anymore. Oh, oh, this is a real cereal. If, if you're Crispin Glover, you know you can get it. Yeah. Oh, he's got the hookup. Right, because wasn't he in like some movie with rats or something? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, mall rats. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it was called what? Willard. It was like a Willard? yeah. It was like a name or something. Yeah. Willard maybe. Willard, I think. I, I never had a big. S- I had a big. Charlotte's Web. Giant banner from that movie that was like him with a rat, and I think I I don't know where it is it's gone now. Did I you see my it? Parents' house. I did. Yeah. Did you like it? I think it was it was fun and entertaining. It was just like Megan, but oh. with rats. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? No. <laughs> yeah, that's another one where I'm like, I'm fine, thank you, I'm good. I don't need. To, I don't want to see a movie about a bunch of rats. I almost choked just then. Uh, <laughs> Are you okay? N- yeah. Um, we should have some Reese's. <laughs> no, I. Mike and I. Oh. Did you tell her about that? No. What, what happened? Tell Mike me. and I. So on Saturday. Um, so I, I well, split. Because we, we didn't tell her. We didn't tell our listeners that what we did, right? Oh, we didn't. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll tell them. So okay. You want me to, or you want to do it? Well, I was telling a different you story. Well, no, you. No, okay, okay, okay. This is so. So I had be texted Sam, and I was like. Uh, have you ever noticed that the Reese's cups taste different but based on the size they are? And she's like, yeah, I've never really noticed. And I was like, we're going to do an experiment. So then I bought everything. <laughs> I bought all the Reese's types, not Reese's pieces, but all the different kinds. And we figured out that the original are the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the original and the, like... The thin ones are the gross ones. The thin mm-hmm. ones are the grossest. I didn't think... <laughs> see, the thing, my deduction was... The thin ones were the worst in comparison with the rest of yeah, them. But if, yeah. if I was eating a thin one and I didn't have anything to compare it to, I think I would enjoy it just as much. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But you gave me a lot of Reese's to take home, so I split them and brought some to Mike. Thank you. And You're welcome. Thank you both. <coughs> You're welcome. Thanks, Lauren. And what did you guys do an experiment too? <laughs> yeah, it was called staying alive after eating a Reese's. <laughs> so we, he came up. So I was at his house. And he was like, oh, have a Reese's. So we each had a Reese's, and we both, like, independently started, like, aspirating and choking on them. Because I was like, and I couldn't, and I was like, couldn't breathe, and I couldn't talk. And then he started doing it. And I said, did Lauren poison these Reese's? What did I do? I feel 
guilty about that. Yeah, it was like chemical warfare. It was the same day that the Chinese balloon was flying Mm. over. Interesting. They must be related. Speaking of the office, it was the same as the scene where Michael... Michael Scott is e- eating tiramisu while he's on the phone with his boss. That's one of my favorites. What happens? And he repeatedly he just chokes while he's on the phone. <laughs> and we were both doing that kind of choke where, like, you get a little bit of foreign mat- or saliva or yeah. liquid in your trachea. Yeah, I get that, and then yeah. it's just. <laughs> I, that happened to me the other day. Simultaneous. Yeah. I don't know if it happened the same, the same day, but I was eating tacos and I accidentally inhaled a tiny piece of cheese and yep. I was like, yeah. I'm going to choke on this fucking taco. <laughs> But in the office, he's like trying to talk, and it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It made me laugh so hard. If you so find, if you find like a YouTube video, will you send it to me? Because I want to. I kind of want to watch it. I will. <laughs> okay. Thanks. I will. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. I hope you'll be able to find it. Yeah, the office isn't isn't a very big show, so it's hard to oh, find the clips. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, I've never heard of it before, so yeah. I'm, sh- I'm I'm like, what? Who's in it? <laughs> the office. One of these famous people. Um, okay, you guys ready to talk about the movie? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you want me to give a synopsis? Oh, okay. yeah, good idea. Okay, so uh, Jake is a new cop who wants to join the, um, what is it, like the drug, like... Narcotics. Narcotics, yeah, thank you. Uh, and he starts working with this guy named Alonzo, and Alonzo is a cold stone psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on a wild fucking ride that ends up with him almost dying several times. And that's pretty much the movie. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah, he finds out Alonzo's a dirty cop. Yes. Very yes. dirty. Like, like I mean, in to me it was immediately obvious that this guy was not a good guy based on oh. how he was talking about his wife. Well, I mean, I so I've never seen the movie before. This is my first time ever seeing this movie. Oh, yeah, what did you think of it? Um, I... I liked it. I don't, like, I think that um, as far as, like, was it worth waiting all that time to watch? Not really. Um, and I've, I'm not not glad that I haven't seen it. So now I, like, know the references, but I always kind of already knew the references. So, yeah, I guess. I don't think I'd ever watch it again is my answer. Oh, okay. So I think it's, like, like I'm glad I've seen it because I've heard so much about it. But honestly, if I never saw it again, I wouldn't care. So that's wow. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So what do you guys? I mean, I know you suggested it, Mike. Right. So I'm assuming you like it. <laughs> yeah, I saw it around the time it came out. Not in theaters, I don't think. But I think my buddy Dan owned it, and I saw it because of him. And then it's one of those movies where I owned it on VHS and then on DVD when wow. the technology VHS. became available. <laughs> and then, yeah, last night I watched it on a Hulu, which is a high-definition streaming service. That's, that's and, where I uh, watched it, too. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I watched it on DVD. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I've, I've always liked it. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think it sort of falls apart for me um, in, like, the third act. But... Yeah, I think yeah. Denzel's performance is worth the price of admission. Like you could just eliminate the plot, and I'd be entertained just seeing clips of Denzel Washington do what he did in this movie because it's. I think it's fucking incredible. Boom! That's actually like <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually it. I feel like spot on to like what I was trying to say is that it was like I did like it into a certain part, and then I was like, okay, like, this this can end now. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But I think that the performances of Ethan Hawke. And Denzel Washington were both great. So, 
You know, I agree. Yeah, um, I did see Terry Crews on there. He didn't have a single line, but I was like Terry Crews, and I was laughing. I was like, I, I love him. His so. like baby face is a thug. <laughs> Terry Crews baby face. Yeah, he's got kind of a baby face. I don't know who he is. Was he at he, the? Was he was the guy who was letting the pigeons loose. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. No. I thought so. I don't think so. Well, he's not in... I mean, there's another scene where he's standing down below when Jake comes to the uh, apartment. He's in, like, a black turtleneck... Or a black... Mm-mm. I don't think you know... I don't think you're thinking of the right person. I'm looking him up to show you. This guy. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. What? You think he has a baby face? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I do not agree with that, but all right. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? I don't think I'd describe it that way. <laughs> yes, I don't think I definitely... When you said babyface, like I did a quick like mental scan through the actors in the movie, and there's a guy who's in the apartment where they're sort of playing cards mm-hmm. who kind of had, has a baby face. Cliff like Curtis? One of the gangsters. Oh, the one that has like a mustache? No. Not, no, not the main guy, not but I mean the one. other one. The other one that, the one that looks in the pocket for the wallet. Yes, yeah, I think so. Not Tuco. Not Tuco, <laughs> no. and not the leader. Not right, Smiley. Right. Yeah. Smiley yeah. looks like Freddie guy. Mercury. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. You know, uh, Cl- Cliff Curtis, that's the actor's name. You know that he's actually uh, Mary? Mary? Maury? Mary? Maori? Maori. Thank you. From New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yes, he is. He I is not that. Latino. <laughs> I learned that last night, and that made me think that's. An even cooler performance like mm-hmm. he yeah. really pulled it off wow i like him i've seen him in a, a bunch of stuff and every time i see him in anything i'm like i really like that actor so mm-hmm. i can't think of anything i've seen him in but i know that i have seen him in a lot of stuff and whatever i do see him in i like him in so yeah yeah it's that was compelling. a great response i think thank you you're right <laughs> compelling and rich <laughs> yes um anyway <laughs> yes terry cruz Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would not describe him as having a baby face. I watch, uh, what's that show with Simon Cowell and Howie Mandel? America's Got Talent. I watch that with my mom on Tuesday nights. And Terry Crews is the, uh, is the, like the MC of that show. Oh, really? So in my head, like that's the image of him that I have where he's kind of like a, like overly excited MC instead of a thug, so maybe that's why he's kind of a baby face to me. I don't know. He's also twenty years older than you would have been in this movie. That's true. true. That's very true. Yeah. He does not look that different. Though. He doesn't. He, yes. he really. No, I. Uh, well, I know him from Brooklyn Nine Nine. So oh, yeah. yeah, but he is like he's a pretty sweet character in that. He's kind of a dork, and I love it. Yeah, he's like a muscular dork. <laughs> he is very muscular. He's very muscular. Um, All right. Well, I agree that uh, the performances are really great. I think Denzel and Ethan Hawke, I feel like it would maybe have been difficult to match Denzel's talent and energy in this movie for any other actor. Yeah. Because I read on Wikipedia that Eminem was offered the role, but then turned it down to do 8 Mile. And I think he did fine in 8 Mile. I don't think he's a bad actor, but I don't think he could have... I don't think he could have held his own. I don't think it would have been nearly as good as Ethan Hawke's. And I think Ethan Hawke is a really, really good understated actor in the best ways. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a performance of his that I haven't liked. Yeah. Even like uh, Great Even Expectations or um, Glass Onion <laughs> or like Reality seconds. Bites. Well, he has a pretty 
big role in Reality Bites, but he's just like an he's just like a normal guy in that movie. He's not like something special, but I just think he's very compelling. Did you like Great Expectations? I only saw it once, and I was young and impressionable, and I did like it because it was like hip and sexy. But I honestly don't know if it was. Pro- I don't know if it was a good movie. I'd have to watch it again. I own it. Oh. Is it good? I like it. I mean, obviously, it's Alfonso Cuaron, yeah, so okay. he kind of has like his movies like are a little bit sexy. Like they have this kind of like sexual undertone to them that I I dig. So you yeah, know, yeah, I'll have to check it out again. Maybe I'll watch it again. It's. I mean, it's. I did like. I was curious about the book, um, and it's nothing like the book. I read the book. <laughs> it's I read, nothing like the book. It took so. me probably like three months to get through the book. Yeah, and I don't know how much I retained, but I read it. <laughs> I read every word at least. There you go. <laughs> so, there you go. But okay, there was something that I wanted to bring up mm-hmm. that always bothers me when I watch it, and it's so stupid and small, but it really bothers me, and it's that Jake's wife is like uh looks perfect at she's 4 a.m yeah she's she's like i know the movie was made in 2001 but she's such a tropey 90s hot girl she's wearing like she's wearing a tight shirt with where her boobs are just like really prominent and there's a football on it so it's like hot girl who likes football and that really like just any other costume choice i would have been totally fine i wouldn't have even cared but since her shirt has like a prominent boob football i'm just like boob football. and cecily strong on snl used to do this character on weekend update called like uh the protagonist in a romantic comedy and is she the one that always mispronounces word like it is such a tragedy that's the, that's the woman you don't want to get stuck with at a party but it's oh, the same okay. actress it's the right, same that's what, yeah, that's I thought it was same but actress. she would and she she had this one where she was sitting at the update desk and she was wearing a, a football jersey and she's like what this i love football <laughs> <laughs> and that's what his wife reminds me and she has the tiniest part in this movie like she's in it I don't know, 40 seconds total, maybe. But yeah. it just, I just feel like the costume choice was just like, yeah, yeah, hot woman who loves sports. The entire <laughs> time I was thinking that I was like, you can really tell that these two people like met each other. And after 10 minutes, they were like, guess what? You guys are married. And they were like, mm, I'll kiss you now. I don't really want to kiss you. I just met. But like, I have to because I'm getting paid. You know, like, it's just, you know, you just get that vibe. Like, where you're like, okay, guys, you clearly haven't been married for five years. Yeah, <laughs> She was on set for probably like 45 minutes. Yeah, they were yeah. like, eh. like, what's your name again? It doesn't matter. Go away. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even notice the football shirt. I, didn't I was too enamored with her hair because her hair looked like oh. it was just like styled and blown out. And they made a yeah, big. She looked perfect. Yeah. yeah. They made a big song and dance about how it was 5 a.m. And he's like, what are you doing up? And she's like, oh, the baby got hungry, but my fucking hair looks like this. Yeah. She's like, well, I got yeah. up 15 minutes to give my hair a blowout before I went to go mm-hmm. feed the baby. The baby I'm only surprised like- you didn't hear anything. <laughs> it was ludicrous. Like any any parent mm-hmm. who would see that was rolling their eyes yeah right when also, she appeared yeah well, she like, has a newborn you, baby and she, her body is perfect yeah like you you roll out of bed at like 5 a.m you're like you know i love you but i really want to <laughs> this is the worst thing ever <laughs> you know what i mean you're not going to be like everything's wonderful and delightful good morning world <laughs> you know yeah you get my no. boob jersey <laughs> my boob jersey <laughs> Just, I didn't even like, notice the football thing. That, but. that would be the one, like, replace his wife with, like, a more realistic relationship. Yeah. And even though, I mean, don't make it in bigger. Like, don't put it. No, I in, agree. Don't put any more of her in the movie. Just make her. Because 
I could have gone without him even having a wife and well, kid. It almost seemed like he didn't need one. I felt the wife and kid as like motivation for being a clean cop. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah I could see that. Um, but then, I since we're on the topic, this is can, also but you, wait, wait, sorry, just went real quick. But you can still have moral values and ethics, and you without can't, having because I'm child I'm a deplorable person, and I don't have a child or a wife. <laughs> well, so. get on that, and then you will be a non-deplorable person. <laughs> I think it. it it did provide a nice touch later when Alonzo was telling him, you you keep that, your home life at home and don't wear that wedding ring when you're out here yeah. working because people yeah. will use that against you. And he, mm-hmm. and he took his ring off and put it in his pocket. And I thought, yeah, that's that's a good touch. That's not the sort of thing you have to worry about in right. most jobs. But right. this is not a normal job. It reminded me of the movie Bright a little bit. Have you guys ever seen that movie? It's with Will Smith and, um, shoot, what's his name? I can't think, but uh, it's it's with Will Smith, and it's it's like a more of a fantasy. But I really liked that movie. However, I've only ever seen it when I've been heavily communing with Mother Nature, <laughs> so that could be why I like it as much as I do. <laughs> oh, Numi repaces in it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I always want people to watch it because every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah, but I also am, you know, heavily communing with you smoke mother. pcp all day that's <laughs> exactly doing that crack pipe yeah yeah <laughs> no my stuff is legal thank you um, <laughs> uh, so i had another note that involves the wife mm-hmm. and it's actually well i've seen this multiple times but i'd never noticed her perfect blown out hair until last <laughs> night and then another detail i i noticed was um Jake's getting ready to go meet his boss or potential boss for the first time, Alonzo, and he calls the house as he's getting ready to leave. But his wife answers the phone and she smiles and giggles at whatever he says. So, you know, Alonzo is already like putting his charismatic moves on this man's wife. Mm -hmm. Oh, Alonzo called. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And his wife answered the phone and she's really taken or smitten by whatever he says right. to her and i think that's how he probably talks to women mm-hmm. it's why he has two girlfriends two yeah. different families yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah and when he's, he... he's really cold and short with jake so it's not right. like he's like this with everybody he's right. like this with women yeah <laughs> but you can tell as well he... go on what were you saying oh no i was i noticed that as well where it was like he, whatever awesome and kind treatment he's he's giving towards the wife is total opposite towards Jake. And yeah, like he's definitely has multiple personalities for oh, yeah. women and men and people that he's trying to schmooze. And yeah, so I mean, but you can see like the way he feels about women. Obviously, cheating on his wife first of all, who is he has what five kids with, so he's got six kids all together, and the fact that he's like he was talking about what was it he was talking about um jake's old partner being a woman and Mm -hmm. the like things he was saying i was like my god this is making me really uncomfortable you know and he was just being so what's that word like vulgar with it you know and i was Mm -hmm. i immediately was like i don't like this guy immediately (laughs) i was like "Mm." i mean Again, I kind of knew what I was getting into. I knew that he was the bad guy. I didn't know the end. I I was very grateful. I didn't know the end. It wasn't like I went in with like watching um, um uncut gems, <laughs> uncut gems. Um, no, I was thinking the Usual Suspects. Oh, Cause, yeah. yeah. Speaking of, do you remember in the Usual Suspects they go to that like pavilion and then there's like that 
that there's like a couple guys that meet up with them and I said that one of them was in The Mask, the Jim Carrey movie. That guy was in this movie too. Really? Yes, he was like... Who would he play? He was um, one of the friends when they go to... Oh, the one they shoot by the doorway? Yeah, that, the one that who really the, gets shot? The Kevlar. The yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah that was <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And I was like... Oh yeah, I knew I recognized him from something. I was yeah. like, that guy's from there. That guy's like in everything, but he's yeah. just like not. No one. He's is, always a thug, I guess. It, well, and and everyone's yeah, yeah. I mean, because he was the villain in the mask too. Oh, yeah, geez. I remember him thinking he was Real like creepy, jerk. kind of, but like kind of sexy at the same time, but like also really creepy. So, I guess that's just kind of my jam. <laughs> I actually was going to bring up the partner conversation, and this is also sort of inconsequential, like- but. Do you think that Jake slept with his partner? Because his answer, instead of... Because when uh, Alonzo was like, did you sleep with her? And Jake was like, I had a wife. And I'm like, if you don't say no immediately, that means yes, right? Because I think that's I, weird. Because his character is so like straight and narrow all the rest of the time that I was trying to debate if that meant yes or no. To me, I thought it was kind of more like oh I'm part of the boys club so like I'm gonna be like a little bit like mm, you know like elbowing like wink wink but I'm not actually gonna tell you what I did you know what I mean like it was maybe a lie to just make him like so endear himself more to Alonzo he didn't say no but he didn't sleep with her he's just trying to I, seem it didn't seem like he was the type to do that yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking it seemed to me like it was, was more suspect. like a boys club type yeah. thing like he was like oh yeah you know you know like <clears throat> I, I uh, you know whatever <laughs> I, I don't think he slept with his partner, <clears throat> his partner either. I, I think he is so straight laced that if anything, he was taken aback that this is where the conversation was going. Yeah. So he's not going to say like, "Nah, I didn't sleep with her." He's more like, "What? Like, dude, ah, I've got a wife. Yeah. Like, uh, of course sense. I didn't. Uh, okay. So I don't think so. I think his character is meant to be sort of pure. Um, yeah, well, Alonzo is so shocking in the way that he, like, just deals with everything, you know? I mean, he's, like, he's so just, you don't know the next step that he's going to take, you know what I mean? What's that What's that term? Unpredictable. He's just so unpredictable, and, and I think that makes someone really scary, personally. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. Especially someone like him who's so dangerous and obviously has no problem, you know, like, beating people up and stuff like that. And, and it really bothered me that they didn't take in those two guys who were, like, assaulting that girl. I was like, why wouldn't you? And I get that they were trying to, like, humiliate them, but I was like, well... Isn't it better if they're like, I don't know, not on the street? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I thought that he... <clears throat> so, Alonzo, I, actually, that's in my notes, because I really liked... He used, like, a fishing metaphor where he's like, no, we're, uh, we're like, professional anglers. We're going for high... Or, like, we, we want the big fish or something like that. Because oh. I think he thought that that was, like, that sort of work was beneath him to collect Maybe. those guys. Plus, you find out at the end of the movie that he has... I threw my pen around. He has a very specific plan for the day mm-hmm. to pay the Russians this million dollars. So right. taking two men and booking them down at the station probably does not fit into his plan uh, That's true. Plan that's for true. the day. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, giving, like, looking back. <laughs> We're a mess over here. Looking back at it, it's, uh, it makes sense. Yeah. And he also made a case that, like, street justice will sort this out for us because the girl... Um, there's, it was a 14-year-old girl being attacked by right. two criminals, and she. it was clear that she had some gang affiliation, like her cousins were in a gang. 
in the neighborhood over and yeah alonzo said those guys are going to smoke them tomorrow probably so well and that's that's i think what you assume is going to happen because smiley was her cousin Mm -hmm. well as i had a question about that so i didn't put this together before and i've seen this movie a couple times but so he knew did he know that smiley was her cousin after because he asked her when they were letting her go and he was he said like who are your people or something and so did he know that it was smiley because then later he goes to smiley's house so did he know that he was leaving jake at the house of the cousin of the woman that jake saved earlier i didn't think about that yeah Um, but um it, it wouldn't have mattered, though, if not for the freak occurrence of Jake having the girl's the wallet, wallet. For, yeah. them, for them to find. Yeah, I don't think yeah, he would have killed her well, or him if they I hadn't don't, I don't found think he left wallet. him there to keep him alive. I'm just wondering, like, did he know the connection in the beginning? Like, when, when they were rescuing the girl, he had to have known that she was connected to him once she said who her gang or I would people think were. Because Alonzo was like colleagues with yeah. Smiley. Yeah. You know, he knows them, so he probably knows their affiliation. Well, and he's so well connected within this like drug world that it doesn't, it's not out of the, uh, to answer your question, in my opinion, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he knew that Smiley was her cousin. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever know. I think it's just kind of something that you maybe just assume or it's kept up in the air but either way it seems like it's possible Mm -hmm. i think yeah yeah so i wanted to talk about something that uh, i really like from the get-go in the movie and it's how uh jake's character is kind of like on an island the entire time like when he wakes up he turns around to talk to his wife and he's alone in bed Mm -hmm. and then he goes to the diner and like Alonzo is so unresponsive at first and and just you can tell that Jake is so uncomfortable and I think Ethan Hawke plays this part really well because he's kind of like smiling and chuckling to himself to try to like compensate for the lack of conversation and then um, he keeps trying to talk to Alonzo and Alonzo is just like I just want to read my paper don't talk about read my paper and then then he's like get something to eat my dime and uh, Jake is like no I'm not hungry and then when Alonzo was obviously not going to chit chat Jake goes I'll get some food and Alonzo's like no you fucked that up you have to sit here now and then um, then he makes him pay for the tab yeah he's like we're going and then they get to the car and you can just tell that he's just like really uncomfortable and unsettled and there's nothing for him to like really anchor to and he's just kind of alone and floating in this weird situation the whole movie and it starts out like that like it starts out that same way and it's just everything is unsettling and i think that's cool when they left that diner they met at the diner in the morning and when they left jake thinks that they're going to like the police station like that's where we're going to be all day and he probably nice. thinks we're i'm going to meet a bunch of people um we're just gonna maybe do an interview you know the kind of shit you would do for a job but alonzo reveals that they're gonna that this is the office referring to his car um mm-hmm. so they're just gonna be out and about all day and that's probably that's not what jake was expecting so that's um probably a challenge for him as well like whatever he was preparing for wasn't this mm-hmm. um speaking of his car by the way i need to point out that that's uh alonzo's driving a third generation chevrolet monte carlo um which is like 1979 oh. or 1978 something like that and that was a cool car it's really cool and uh one of my best friends uh, his first car when we were 16 was 
the fourth generation Monte Carlo. Oh, so wow. I, I have like fond memories of that model. And yeah, they're both really cool. Did you say when you picked it up from the valet, did you say it's the Monte Carlo with bullet holes in the window? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Like every week when we were going someplace with a valet in high school. And getting shot at, apparently. Well, streets I'm not going to park in one of these plebeian yeah. areas. I'm going to get the valet. Yeah. Um, my first car was a Saab, and it was a manual. And it wouldn't go into first without going into fourth first. Mm. Tricky. Yeah, it was pretty... Uh, I love that car. It wouldn't even go up hills. It was just a disaster, but... Oh, man car so much and i learned on a stick so that's kind of cool you know that is pretty cool i wish i knew yeah. how to drive not a lot of people can say that they learned on a manual first so i guess technically i did learn on a manual first but i didn't learn the manual uh proficiently i was mm-hmm. like it was a ford tempo i had one driving lesson oh yeah they're pretty fun but um oh some and, and to go along with that, just about the unsettling nature, is that something I really liked about the dynamic in the movie is, for a lot of the movie, I couldn't figure out entirely if Alonzo was preparing him for the mean streets or if he had an ulterior motive. And I thought that was really cool. Like when he was, so when they do that drug, the first drug bust from those college kids, and then he's like trying to force Jake to smoke the the weed. And Jake doesn't know there's PCP in it, but he's like trying. He's like smoke it, smoke it. And Jake's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna smoke it. I'm not gonna smoke it. And then he like holds a gun to his head and he's like, smoke it. If you if you don't smoke it on the streets, somebody will kill you. And I was like, okay, so he's crazy, but he's trying to help him. And maybe you have to be crazy for this job. And I think that they play that balance so well that I never like. I'd seen the movie before, obviously, but. It still played so well that you don't really know what Alonzo is getting at. Because there's moments right. when he asks Jake questions, and it looks like Alonzo is slightly impressed with Jake's answer, but he never lets him have it totally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't tell even then, like, is he impressed with Jake, or is he is he not? Like, is he, is he all just is everything just a mask and you don't actually know what he's thinking what he's thinking and and so you're like in jake's shoes in this situation where you're just like oh i should have smoked this because he was preparing me like and if you think about it like being a narcotics officer you probably shouldn't be addicted to pcp but yeah but he said you know like to be a a narcotics he said if a drug dealer on the streets offers you a hit of something you and you don't take it you're gonna get you're going to go home in a body bag or right. whatever. Yeah. So he, he made an argument for it. And I think you just tapped into something with, because in the opening, I said the the third act kind of spins out for me. And I think the reason I enjoy the opening and the introduction so much is that ambiguity that we don't know what Alonzo is up to. Mm-hmm. And that is really enjoyable. And I'm rooting for Jake to impress him. Yep. And, and this is a big deal for the whole movie um alonzo is the villain you don't really know that at at first but at at best he's like like a good guy who doesn't abide by the rules at best but you don't really know what his agenda is but he's so goddamn charismatic (laughs) as the villain and that's the trick yeah Yeah. i don't see i don't know if my viewing was skewed by already knowing this information and i think that could be it because 
I didn't think he was that charming. I immediately did not like him. Like, immediately I was like, "Mm -mm, I do not trust this guy. But I also knew he was the villain going into the movie. Okay. So, while I may have not known a lot about the movie, I did know a couple things, and that was one of the things I knew. So... I didn't really think he was that charming. I always thought he was really scary and dangerous. So I, yeah, like I, well, I don't think I would have been like. I, I don't know where I'm going with I'm this, not, but I'm not uh, saying he's not those. Yeah, things, right. Though. I think he is right, scary right. and dangerous. So he, well, he is charming. I mean, he does have charming. a certain charm to him. Yeah, he can be charming if he wants, but he's he's super scary and he he's compelling. Like mm-hmm, I just like to see what this guy does like how how does he go about his day-to-day life like it would be fascinating to just watch him do more than what we've seen in this movie i'm just sort of drawn to him it's i'm not saying that i want to befriend him you know or (laughs) you'll end up dead or do look at roger even be in a room with him i don't think i would want but i like seeing the character in a movie yeah and i think that that's that's something that i find really cool is that if I'm when I'm watching the movie, I believe that to be a narcotics officer, you probably have to act like him, and that's why it works really well. Like you, you're not supposed to like. He's not necessarily supposed to be a likable guy to people like us who aren't criminals, but he has the perfect personality to get into situations where he can root out criminal criminals 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 and um so i think that that's really cool because we never know what's real and what's not real because he's always on the job kind of like yeah. a colombo type but not as refined as colombo <laughs> you know but but like right. you, you never know like he's always got a million balls in the air actually i was gonna make a joke about work because um he when he's talking to jake he's like I got like 300 cases on file, 600 people in lockup, 500 court cases, and I was like, geez, this workload is like, make, maybe that makes us feel better about our, our own. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah, he, uh, I mean, I, I, to go back to what you were saying earlier, I think that he was manipulating Jake the entire time to lead to what he wanted, you know, which is to pay off the Russians, blah, 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 whatever, which I thought that ending was great. He had it coming. You know, he when he had died by, like, fire, I was, or by, you know, being shot, I was like, well, that seems appropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just, it, like, it was like, okay, yep, that that's right. There you go. Well, that's, <laughs> you know? what, that's what multiple characters that we meet in the film think is going to be his his undoing and they right. and they were right yeah big time foreshadowing there i liked how um to go in, in addition to what we were saying about alonzo so after jake breaks up that pretend that like rape or the almost rape right. saves the girl and gets back in the car uh they spend a considerable considerable amount of time with alonzo sort of almost tearing him down in a way and saying, you know, like like we talked about, like, oh, we don't go after that stuff, like Mike said, like street justice. We're, you know, we're looking for the big catch. We're, you know, if, you know, you, you can't just, like, worry yourself about small potatoes and sort of tearing him down. But then he immediately flips, changes gears and starts 
like building him up and like making him howl like a wolf and yeah and so it's like <laughs> rooster it's, it's like, it an like a rooster. Yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting relationship dynamic because he got his point across but then he also made jake like comfortable again to be like right. but you are the man you are the man for well, going after those guys he jake broke up uh an assault that um alonzo wasn't wouldn't have dealt with he didn't even notice it Mm -hmm. and so yeah alonzo says that we've got bigger fish to fry basically but then he he compliments jake on how he handled two guy two guys at once and he said i noticed you used that chokehold i didn't think that was in the playbook and (laughs) uh alonzo was like well you do what you gotta do and he's it's kind of like uh some reinforcement to jake uh i made a note later in the movie that repeatedly as as the shit hits the fan for jake in in his adventures with alonzo in in this day (laughs) that's what they should call the title jake and alonzo's adventures yeah uh he when something terrible happens alonzo always like goes into this calming mode and mm-hmm. dangles a carrot in front of Jake yep. and, and says like that'll this this will never happen again okay <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. it's pretty I mean Lord nailed it when she said he's manipulative yeah that's like exactly what what he's well, doing I, I so I don't usually like using this term I don't like to throw this term around because I think a lot of people use this term um very loosely and i don't think it should be loosely used loosely but i very much feel like alonzo is a psychopath oh yeah yeah no i i believe yeah, it. I, I really don't like when people just like use it i'm like mm. <laughs> it's i i mean i'm going to school for behavioral science so for me that's like don't use psychopaths so lightly when it's like that's not what this is you know what i mean it's just like it's just one of my pet peeves um did you guys know that in February of 2022, they had uh, announced a prequel? Really? Titled Training Day, Day of the Riot. Oh, I don't like that title. It's about Rodney King. Oh. Or not? maybe not about Rodney King, but it takes place during the Rodney King uh, yeah. issue in Los Angeles. Wasn't it in the 90s? 91 or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, uh, well, and they had mentioned Rodney King, too, in the in the mm-hmm. uh, movie. So. Yeah, he's like, are you going to te- teach me that Rodney King policing where you just beat anything? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, this, felt, this movie felt very um, poignant to, like, everything that's just happening today and, like, been, been happening these past couple years with, like, cops killing um, black men, really. And, uh, but it, it just was very... Um, like made me i don't know <laughs> bright also takes place in los angeles <laughs> like, i just thought that was yeah. kind of interesting i don't los know angeles like, i kind kept of like, like correlating them in my mind type place you know the thing is like lapd is like notoriously corrupt or was notoriously corrupt in the 40s anyway from what i remember it's, it's <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about, so um, I thought it was interesting that, Jake, so Jake took the hit of what he thought was weed, and then Alonzo's like, there's PCP in and there. And everything turns green. And everything turns green. But then he goes, like, Ethan Hawke's face acting was, like, a 11 out of 10. When he's sitting on Roger's couch, just kind of, like, high on his mind. And I loved Roger's, like, just R- Roger say, like, this kid's high as a motherfucker or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love it. And he gives him like, he gives him like a rocks glass of, of really expensive scotch. 
And uh, and then at the end, when Alonzo gets up to leave, Jake kind of like gestures, and I think he's like, they're going to stay for a while, and he's just like, he's just out of his mind. And I just, like, I think it's really hard to act high and or drunk because you have a tendency to overdo it, and I thought his performance was really good because it was, like, understated right, in a way right. that you really would be when you were Hi. I mean, I don't. I I don't know how PCP affects people. Well, I thought PCP made you like lift up cars. Yeah, I thought PCP was like a laced with weed. It's not so. I don't know. know. I mean, because because weed just mellows you out. But I don't know what PCP if like it. Yeah, I don't think it mellows you out. But yeah, I don't think so either. (laughs) It was just laced, so it wasn't something that Jake was ready for because he had only like a lot of people dabbled in weed when he was younger, but. He never hit the harder shit until that day. <laughs> yeah, that oof, what a mess. And uh, I liked that. I I liked the establishment of Roger, and then you find out later that um, Alonzo is basically just keeping Roger in his pocket until there might come a day when he needs his money. Basically, yeah, so that was fucked. Did I understand up. it correctly that Roger is a drug dealer? Continue like That's currently. What I thought. Yeah. So he's making money because he wants to move to the Philippines, but he's making money by selling drugs. And Alonzo has kept his eye on him like all these years and finally just made a warrant because he needed the money. Is that how it's okay? Yeah, that's what I think. Because there's mean, some, a bit of the plot gets a little bit convoluted for me. Right. It's a little so, murky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That was the impression I got. Uh, it seems, yeah, like it seems like Alonzo really just kept this guy like, oh, here's a nice little place to put you when I need you and you're not going to come and, you know, like, and I'll leave you alone until then. But hey, you've got millions of dollars underneath your fucking floor. Um, and that was, and like, it, I'm pretty sure. It's very, very cheap to live in the Philippines, too. So that guy probably could have just retired and lived the rest of his life and then, like, gave, like, if he had kids, like, they could have lived the rest of their lives in the Philippines and never worked, you know, because it's super cheap to live there, I think. Anyway. I don't know. I Well, so the reason I think this is because when I was filling out job applications, there was, like, uh, $20,000 per month PHP. And I was like, what the fuck is PHP? So I looked it up, and it's a Philippine, Filipino... Um, uh, currency so and it's really only like $300 a month so I was like okay so if they're paying you $300 a month that it must be cheap to live there because 300 that would be your salary wow a month yeah Jeez. I know because I was like I was like 20,000 that sounds great <laughs> but of course I'm like well USD of course it sounds great uh, but then you look up you know the Filipino and you're like <laughs> just kidding <laughs> interesting no, yeah it's, it's it not must be. so that's that's what i'm assuming is that it's very cheap to live there before we get away from that scene with roger when jake is high and roger gives them the drinks in the glasses and i really like when jake says and he's doing this high performance you <laughs> talked about like it's all about smile smiles and cries oh yeah <laughs> and he he it's like the performance of somebody who's trying to sound profound, but doesn't come off as profound because he's so obviously high, but that he wouldn't try to talk like this if he weren't high. Like that's not how he is, really. It was, mm-hmm. it was really good. And after he says this thing that sounds like, you know, pseudo-philosophy, uh, Denzel is straight-faced, but then he laughs and says, put the glass down. This motherfucker's out of his mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't need any more drugs in your system. It was... Yeah really good it's yeah it's a really good really, scene 
And it, like so he had two he had two um tokes of that or whatever. Like that would if you're not used to that, two is gonna like it's gonna be a lot. There would there was <laughs> a, there's an aspect of that that um they they do we're, I'm gonna tie it back to the office again. But okay. I, it, it maybe this will I'm gonna tell it anyway. I don't know if it'll land right, but um so the, so when he's smoking the PCP laced weed in the car he offers some to alonzo who just held a gun to jake's head to take some and alonzo was like nah 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 like he he refused to take it and that reminded me of like there's like some sort of i don't know if it's a humor or a joke of like somebody forcing you to do something but then not doing it so like in the office steve carell's character runs over another woman in the office with her with his car and she's kind of like the office like tramp like she's not i, I like, think i know their i Meredith. know most of their names okay. oh yeah yeah so so that's angela anyway, angela whatever no it's no angela is oh angela girl. that's right okay yeah, yeah. that the, the actress has the same name as character is meredith a bigger meredith no that's phyllis meredith is okay. a redhead anyway okay. so meredith is in the hospital and michael's what does Michael go to the hospital for? I can't even remember. Oh, dehydration. So Michael's dehydrated. He goes to the hospital and he's eating a sucker and she asks him about it and so he like gives it to her and he's like, here, have some. And she takes a lick off of it and tries to hand it back to him and he's like, no. <laughs> and I just... That's what the scene with Alonzo and Jake reminded me of. Alonzo, so she ate it even after he was eating it and then was it like... It went from his mouth then to her hand and into her mouth. And then she gave it back to him, and he's like, nah, I'm done. He's too good for it. Like, he actually wasn't going to do this, like, friendly share thing. And so Alonzo stops the car in the middle of traffic, held a gun to Jake's head, but then Alonzo doesn't take a hit, which makes sense. I mean, he was driving, but it's still, like already it's just you can tell that things are just kind of unraveling i mean he's for making him. he's putting jake as a, as oh, a disadvantage yeah. big time you know mm-hmm. like making him his mind not fully there with the drugs and yeah he really like i mean to me as i said a psychopath i don't think he cared about who died in his wake i think it was all about what he wanted the goals he was going to accomplish and if someone got in his way well then that's too bad you know we are kind of catching alonzo at a strange point in his life so i don't know how often he's in this predicament where the russian mob is has a hit on him yeah and so maybe he's normally like a fucking asshole to deal with and maybe you need to be to be proficient at his job but we are seeing somebody who's literally fighting for his life yeah so he was desperate because if he's not he's he's going to die right in fact he does die as it turns out yeah but uh so i think we're seeing alonzo at his worst because he's against a wall mm-hmm. yeah well yeah i mean i'm not trying to say like let's give him a break you know but no but i think you're right <clears throat> I, he's he's at the point where he's like if i don't do this like that's it i'm done you know what are my six children gonna do my two different families <laughs> God. Yeah, I so I also in in terms of talking about the murky plot, 
Um, I didn't really understand all the times I've seen the movie. I really didn't understand why they went to Macy Gray's house until I read the Wikipedia page. Oh, that's so right. Snoop, there was all these singers in it. Yeah. Dr. Dre was in it. I didn't even realize yeah. that Dr. Dre was and in it. And I thought Macy Gray was excellent. Big like time. she should be in yeah. more movies. Like she was, she's 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 awesome. Really yeah. good. When she's like, I want to see that warrant, and like just really compelling. She was like trashed out. Like the, oh, those like long nails. Those like, nails. Yeah. yeah. Well. She, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so Snoop, so that. I was watching it at my parents' house, and uh, and my mom was like, "That's Snoop," and I thought that was funny, but <laughs> so cute. So my Snoop. mom, there's no way my mom would even recognize him. She'd be like, "That young man looks familiar," and I'd be like, "Mom, that's Snoop Dogg," and she'd be like, "I don't know who that is," and I'd be like, "Yeah, you do." Okay. When we, when we meet the rest of Alonzo's crew, your mom was like, "It's fucking Dre Day." <laughs> she's a really big she's into west coast she's rap really into rap it's yeah. like mom can we turn it down a little bit no it's like straight out of compton no she loves like indigo girls <laughs> oh your mom my i was mom, gonna say yeah. my mom see my mom i've seen no indigo like, girls but no oh, she wouldn't oh yeah. i've she's seen them like i don't <laughs> six times in concert or something Jeez. so i've seen them a lot yeah but you never seen KK Slider. I've never seen KK Slider Me in concert. Either. You know who else I didn't see in concert? Even though I went to New York time, New York City on New Year's Eve. Jensen. Oh, Jensen. <laughs> I did see his backup singer though. Yeah, thank um, God we got so to anyway, see her. So Snoop talks I'm never about letting that go. This drug dealer called Sandman, uh-huh. and apparently Sandman did live at the house that Macy Gray lives in, but Sandman is in prison. Did you guys know that from the movie? Because the movie, I never fully understood why they went there and robbed that place. Like, how he knew there would be money there. But maybe I just, I don't know, maybe there was just, like, some select not paying attention right in the moment when the pivotal information came. But I did Um, not know that. I think he was just looking for money. Like, that that is his mission. Well, they say in the Wikipedia page that Alonzo and Jake apprehend a dealer named Blue. Yeah, that's what that's I was Snoop. just. That's what I was just talking about. Oh, that's Snoop. Okay. So, so, um, but I mean, but it, it, I don't know. I don't know if I missed that too. Or? I was just wondering, like, how did he know there would be money there? But that's supposed to be, I guess, the house where Sandman, the drug dealer, did live, but was in prison at the moment or something. But didn't they? I think they said something to establish that they Alonzo knew Sandman wouldn't even be there. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think he was just raiding the place for for cash that okay. you would think a drug dealer might have right right <laughs> okay yeah that and makes i didn't sense, realize right? and i also and i've seen the movie multiple times and i didn't realize that that's where he got the forty thousand dollars right because i saw him ransacking the house and stealing money but then i thought that in the car he said to jake like oh you want me to give the sixty dollars back so mm-hmm. he really understated how much money he actually got. But right. I liked when Ethan Hawke, when Jake was standing in the living room with Macy Gray and the nephew, and he's and Ethan Hawke's trying to level with the nephew, who's maybe you like cool? 11 or 12. You cool? He's like, you cool? Fist pump. Fist pump? Okay, just sit there. And like, the kid wouldn't give him a fist pump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool that they had all these like famous singers in there and everything you know i mean i only know like two macy gray songs and one of them is demons and that's by fat boy slim so that's a great song though i'd really recommend it <laughs> it's a great song it's fun i liked when uh the warrant ended up being a chinese uh oh, restaurant yeah. menu i, I knew was... i knew they didn't have a warrant i was like mm-hmm. well yeah because he said 
in when they were in the car he's like you can't do that man because he's oh, like holding right. he paper and he's yeah. like we're trying to get something done we don't have time to get a warrant or whatever and, and he just, said we're the police we, we can do what we want yeah yeah and uh, so I'm glad. So anyway, I'm rolling my eyes over here because no, you cannot. <laughs> you are a. You should abide by those laws. Damn it. Defund the police. <clears throat> what did I say? That? <laughs> I do want to know if you guys can explain this because I wasn't sure, and I haven't been able to fully grasp why does alonzo have immunity in like that super dangerous neighborhood. I know his girlfriend lives at the end of the cul-de-sac, but like. They all seem to hate him. I mean, he seems to do things for some of them, so yeah. maybe that's why they let him stay. But what was the pigeon thing? I never fully understood like what the pigeons were supposed to signify. I don't. And yeah, I don't. What Alonzo said that the 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 pigeon handler flies the pigeons to let them know that he's there, um, like as a signal to the neighborhood mm-hmm. that oh. Al- Alonzo's here. I don't know exactly what that means, or if it's even the truth that because Alonzo's not reliable mm-hmm, you know right. with this information um yeah i they do make a big effort to show that nobody really likes Alonzo but they tolerate him and i think yeah he just i think he just occasionally hooks some of them up with whatever you know stolen or recovered stolen goods from from the station or he lets them do their thing mm-hmm. you know he doesn't maybe bust anybody i don't know my i don't know my theory i think you're you're probably right about that but i also feel like it's um he gives them things but i also think he threatens them a lot is what i would imagine is that he's like i'll do this for you i will do this for you but i'm gonna let you know that if you fuck up or whatever like i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna fucking kill you you know or something like that which is something i could totally see him saying and so i could see maybe like sure he's done a lot of good for us but at the end of the day we're all scared of him we don't know what's going to happen and so when he was at that point where he's like uh, no one's going to help me out and they're all like i don't know what you're talking about you know i can understand why this community of people who has probably continuously had struggles with the police just based on racial lines or where they're located. You know, it's more of a um, kind of like a lower class area and um, that they are just like, finally we have that cop out from under us and we no longer need to worry about him or something like that. You know, because I could see him doing little favors but always holding it over someone's head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that they're in this, in an innocent neighborhood. I think oh, it's I don't either. legitimately that, yeah. dangerous oh, there. Me too, And he for might sure. turn a blind eye, I guess, on a lot of the crime to get what he wants. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I think you're probably right. He probably does be like, well, I'll scratch your back, but you got to scratch mine. Right, so. right. Yeah, I definitely, no, I, I would not say that that area looks like it's a place to go to you know like if you're a little kid and you want to sell lemonade on the side of the or road even you know what i mean cup, like, like patrolling yeah. oh yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. jake says you know like you're gonna go in here and and alonzo's like don't ever come here without me and right so. yeah 
Yeah, if I were Jake, I'd be like, not a problem, buddy. <laughs> I'll be good. We, I'm not going to come hang out with your illegitimate child and <laughs> eat your girlfriend's Ecuadorian food or whatever well, she I made was, for him. Yeah, I, I, I want to say it was all Salvadorian. But all Salvadorian, that's yeah. what it was. I like when she's like, we have cable, watch whatever you want. <laughs> I, know, I, I thought that was really funny when she said that because I felt like it was like you're handing like a like the remote to like a 15-year-old boy. You're like, yeah. watch whatever you want. We have Nickelodeon if you'd like that, okay? <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> Well, have sex with how my awkward <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then with Alonzo. it's just like i mean yeah Ugh. That, um, did, that did a little more to establish jake's character because the kid the little kid was already watching something on tv and there was no way jake was going to change that just because mm-hmm. he's bored right he, right he yep. let the kid be yeah and then the oh, kid then they took fell a liking asleep. to him and yeah. then they were they napping together. together yeah i thought that was, that was so cute. cute yeah i was like oh i love when i see stuff like that in movies where it's like i <laughs> just like a little kid and like a guy like they're just like snoozing i'm like this is adorable yeah what i want to rewind a little bit okay um yeah i don't think i have any other notes honestly because um Earlier, pretty early in the movie, Alonzo takes Jake into this neighborhood where he has like a a seventeen year old drug dealer that they're like colleagues, and Alonzo lets him deal dope to make some money in exchange for information from the kid when there's something bigger going on, mm-hmm. and they see these college students pull up in a car and here's my second and final car watch it's <laughs> they're driving uh, what's called a new beetle volkswagen reintroduced the i remember beetle the new beetle in 1997 so this movie was 2001 so it couldn't have been more than a few years old and it if we talk about perfect castings like denzel is the perfect casting for alonzo i think and this fucking beetle new beetle is the perfect casting for like the most out of place like <laughs> pussy car in this Aren't dangerous they neighborhood little, like they're cute little, little cars. bubbles yeah. Yeah. yeah but you're right yeah like it is like yeah you're it's kind gonna, of like a, you're gonna be like what up i'm pulling up in my bug <laughs> and they're like they're like 20 years old white kids that look like they just were playing hacky sack somewhere yeah. <laughs> yes Yes. And this neighborhood is is rough looking, <laughs> and it's it's so out of place, and it's done perfectly, and that's a fun contrast to uh, Alonzo's Monte Carlo. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. <laughs> I like that as well, and I like how he basically scares them straight, and he's. I have to say, I have to say, I watched a blooper on um, Between Two Friends with Zach Galifianakis, and it was with uh, Matthew McConaughey, and he's like, with you and Woody Harrelson on the set of True Detective, weren't you worried that there was a hacky not being sacked somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) McConaughey, like, could not keep it together, and he starts laughing. (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) It was pretty perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I like that pulling them over was probably scarier to them than actually going to jail would have been getting pulled over by Alonzo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Pretty scary. I, I don't want to be even, pulled over uh, by that guy. Hell even no. Jake was a little bit scared of him. Like, th- I, and that was the first interaction, really, that they had Yeah, as a cop, like when he was acting like a cop. So he's 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 a force to be reckoned with and (laughs) like i wouldn't want to reckon with him because he seems like he would i don't know i am a woman though maybe i would get along with him you know so yeah maybe like he'd be like hey how you doing i'd be like good (laughs) like 
Is that a gun in your pocket? Or are you happy to see me? <laughs> you can say both, baby. <laughs> like <laughs> Denzel. I mean Alonzo. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I was telling some friends about this, and my my one friend, uh, who is, is a black woman, which I feel like is necessary for the story, she was like, I was like, I just watched Training Day, and I was kind of just reiterating what I told you guys earlier. And she's like, I see Denzel as like a father figure. She's like, I can't watch him in that role. And I was like, maybe you should. I was like, you should watch The Bone Collector then if you oh, like him. Because I, yeah. I liked his role in that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love that movie. And I was like, I was so surprised she'd even seen it. Because this is the girl that like doesn't watch any movies. She is also is like a five-year-old. No, he's going to be like nine now. But anyway, he's... He's a child, either way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. She's like, "No, I can't. I can't look him in that way." And I'm like, "I get it. I get it." I also have a TV father. I'm a movie father. It's Michael Douglas. <laughs> I thought it was Dennis Quaid. No, it, it changed to Michael Douglas. Remember? Uh, yeah. yeah. So I did want to talk about uh, when he took him to that fancy restaurant to meet the guys, like the three wise men. The three wise men. And are there are they dirty cops as well? I think so. Alonzo deals with them. Yeah. So and he like pays one of them like a lot of money for a warrant, and warrants don't usually cost money, do they? They do if you want one illegitimately from a yeah, dirty I cop. Don't think uh, they, yeah. Okay, so that's why he paid. So he he used the forty dollars. <laughs> well, and I don't think you wouldn't you wouldn't get 40, it from 000. a cop. You would get it from a judge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. he used the forty thousand dollars. That he got from Macy Gray's house to pay to yeah, pay to pay this the dirty cop for a warrant for Roger to get into Roger's house um, where they stage his slaying mm-hmm. and then dig up his nest egg in mm-hmm. his kitchen. He's got like four million dollars buried, mm-hmm. which was his Filipino money. Um, I actually made a note about that scene in the restaurant that that scene where. It's these three older guys who are, they work in or around law enforcement, but they're older, so senior and seemingly crooked. And I, that scene for me is where the movie like really starts to lose traction because I, I'm not clear. It's hard to pin down exactly what's going on mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Cause up, yeah. leading up to that, uh, we talked about the ambiguity of like, what is Alonzo up to? But now they're really starting to put together Alonzo's plot and his plan. And it's just not totally clear to me. Like it's a little bit cloudy, murky, convoluted. And that's when I start feeling like, Oh, how much is left in the movie? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could feel, I could feel it too. I took my ADHD medicine today and I could even feel myself being like, all right. Yep. I'm, I'm, I, I just wouldn't say I loved this movie, you know? Yeah. Well, you find out at that point that he's in some kind of trouble with Russians because of some violent weekend he had in Vegas. He beat a guy to death in Vegas mm-hmm. over some disagreement and he, he was connected yeah, so but you don't find out the details until Smiley is talking to Ethan Hawke later. So this the whole scene with the three wise men is is very vague, and I think that that doesn't do it any favors. Yep. Yeah. I think if they would have, I had actually like, kind of like spaced out about that entire scene until mm-hmm. you mentioned it, and then I was like, oh, that's right. When I'm watching the movie, each time I'm watching the movie, I, that scene like surprises me almost because I'm like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I I agree, and I think that they could have done a lot to just have maybe that whole thing if they wanted to keep like 
obviously the movie had to keep this if it keeps the same trajectory of alonzo's motives then i think that the dirty cops should have maybe just explained everything that was going on so then when we get to smiley's uh they don't bog it down with smiley just telling ethan hawk like guess what he's got to pay this million dollars because it's like these men now have been paid to kill ethan hawk they're like men of action at this point they wouldn't explain the scenario to him like that i made a note about that too that yeah i i love the scene in that apartment in smiley's apartment Mm -hmm. i think is awesome i find it legitimately frightening like yeah and i I don't get frightened by movies like horror movies don't scare me i i'm interested in them like they're they're cool but i don't like go to bed that night afraid of what whatever the movie was about but this scene i find like legitimately frightening because of the performances and it's set it's not paranormal you know it's it's real life um a, a hit has been put on jake and it's really frightening he's outnumbered and he's like this baby face year and a half on the forest cop and i love all of that but the smiley thing that you mentioned he basically rolls out a chalkboard and, mm-hmm. and says yeah and here's alonzo's plot yep. like, what the, and, it's like the villain in like a like a action film like they're like like yeah like they're like i'm going to point the gun at you mr bond but let me explain everything i was going to do beforehand you know and it's like all right yeah Yeah. and i don't know what the fuck they were doing but jake actually says how do you know all that yeah and then smiley just sort of grins at him and i'm like are they winking at the audience like are they acknowledging (laughs) how like like silly that was how ridiculous well and it doesn't seem like smile like i don't I, I well, I have I have a couple things to say about that scene. So first, I don't know why Smiley would even know. It seems like Alonzo keeps his cards very close to his chest. It don't. I do not think that he would give information to anyone unless it was necessary for them to have that information. Unless I guess it's possible that in certain circles, word could have gotten out that the Russians were after him. Yeah, yeah. But he even says. He has till midnight tonight. Yeah, yeah like, like, why fuck? would he know that? Like, like, that's yeah. very, like the Russians should know that, and that's it. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. I also think, like, I mean, if he had, like, if you had till midnight Friday to pay the million dollars, would you wait till Friday to pay the million dollars? Like, yeah. he had, like, he could have had the dirty cop write a warrant like everything that happened could have been done three days earlier right. i mean well maybe because it wouldn't have been jake's first day but in that point he could have just pulled strings to have jake's first day be a different time so right. it was a little movie to be like oh it's the deadline is is like six hours away you right. know yeah that's, it was like what is this like cinderella mm-hmm. like you know you're gonna yeah yeah basically, you're gonna die no, basically. If you don't have your million dollars uh the other thing i wanted to say was that I, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I noticed that the way that uh, Jake's body was wedged into the um, bathtub made it very easy to clean. Oh, after oh, they shoot yeah. off his head. Well, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh, shit, they've done this before. Well, you know, so like <laughs> I noticed some things this viewing that I hadn't noticed before. So when they're at Roger's house, they kill Roger. And I really, I think like Jake's character... I like Jake's character because he stayed really firm in the face of mega adversity. Like mm-hmm. all of the guys on on Alonzo's squad were taking the money, and they were all in on the the lie that you know Jake killed Roger because Roger shot first and got the other guy, and they went so far as to shoot somebody in their own team. You know, so they're right. all on the same page as Alonzo, and he just never wavers. And I. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know if I could look at like all these tough guys and be like, 
uh, no, I don't want the money, you know? <laughs> I so have, then... Okay, th- sorry. Go oh, ahead. Well, I have to walking, say something else. <laughs> so they're outside, and they're walking to their car from Roger's house, and Alonzo's on the phone, and he says, just make sure the bathtub is ready. It's clean. It's clean. Oh. The bathtub is clean. And so he's, like, it's done. Like, Jake is dead, pretty much, but at right. that point, like... Well, I think... This is a detail, but I noticed it, and I think it's a nice touch that they they go to Smiley's apartment, and Alonzo says he's going to use the bathroom, so he leaves Jake alone in the kitchen with these guys, mm-hmm. and Alonzo never comes back, and he texts Smiley. So I think they were, he dropped him off, and he got a final word because Smiley like gets his phone out, and then his eyes go from the phone to Jake. Oh, and I, think I didn't that notice was that. Like the order to seal the deal for Jake. Oh, wow. Um, also about the bathtub, he not only did they drag him into the bathtub for easy cleanup, but the the curtains were like a windows curtains where you draw them yeah. in from the the left and right, so they could close them and just sort of stick the shotgun yeah. in, so that the. Jeez. It doesn't go all over That's the room. Scary. So That's, they've definitely done that before. As yeah. I've said. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I wanted to say. So with the guy from the mask <laughs> that got shot twice, uh, I now this is my limited knowledge, but I'm pretty sure that Kevlar can only be shot once, and then you have to discard it. So I don't know if I mean I'm a, I assume that Alonzo knew that, but. It seemed to me like he shot him again twice because, again, he's a psychopath and he doesn't care if this guy ends up dead. You know what I mean? Well, but let me, because I don't know enough about Kevlar. Are you saying, so if you're shot here on your chest and you're wearing Kevlar and then you're shot down here on your side, it's it wouldn't stop a bullet It's, the like, it's something What's about... The point? I'm not... I'm, well, I mean, because you, you're only supposed to wear it if you're in a situation where, you know... Where someone has one bullet. Where someone... I don't know. It's supposed to protect you Do you know way. anything about Kevlar? I've never heard That's this. what I've heard. Because, like, look it, it up, wouldn't be very... I mean, I can understand how you couldn't shoot the same spot twice, but, I like... I think you'd be okay to... If it were shot in two different locations. I mean, And you would definitely retire the vest. After that after event. That, and you'd get a get a new one the next time you go out to kill Roger. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I don't think it was... A, oh, I, yeah, no. I guess it's, it's just basically like you shouldn't use it again, but it's not like it's not... Yeah. It's more like okay, a that makes guideline. More sense. Like yeah, you well, shouldn't use sense. it again. Yeah. I don't think Alonzo was like, fuck fuck if this guy dies. I think he was trying to make like a waterproof yeah. case yeah. of right. how they could kill Roger. They had to make it look like he was shot at multiple times. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it makes sense why he had the hit put on Jake because I he didn't trust him. He knew well, he was gonna... Jake didn't want to take the money. Jake didn't want to corroborate the story because uh, Alonzo kept being like, "You have five cops who say that you shot Roger," and he's right. like, "What happened there was a murder and a burglary," mm-hmm. you know. And he was not on board at all. So yeah, he had and and he, Alonzo even like dangled a carrot of like, like you said, he would dangle carrots in front of him, and he would dangle a carrot. He dangled a carrot dangle the carrot of promotion in front of him and he chucks the Mm -hmm. guy who i assume jake is replacing he's like where are you going and he's like sis and he's like see you worked with me for 18 months you'll get detected i'll give you a career yeah i'll give you a career Mm -hmm. and and things like that and And alonzo says that these guys i work with they're all really good 
but they're not leaders. You're a leader, yeah, Jake. He, it, yeah. It's so perfect. And um, Such bullshit. He's, he mm-hmm. dangles his position. Like, you oh, can yeah. be the leader of this group. Yeah. He's like, also, everything he, you've ever wanted. Mm-hmm. As long as he'll, you say that you murdered someone. <laughs> he also said that it's what we, ju- what we just did is a big whoop, because Roger is a big deal mm-hmm. it's a we just got a bad guy we got rid of a bad guy and mm-hmm. that's our job unbeknownst to jake it was all about the money mm-hmm. for alonzo so he's totally lying to him about about the the whole premise of the why they were there yeah basically using everybody for his own gains mm-hmm. keeping roger on the hook for you know until he needed his money keeping jake until because he needed a fall guy and so I want to talk more about the scene in the kitchen because I agree with Mike that it is so un- it's so scary because they do a really good job of the three guys and one of them is Tuco from Breaking Bad and he's I think he must just be crazy in real life because he always plays well, he kind was, of he a plays crazy Ariel guy. Castro. Right? It, didn't you tell me about that Lifetime movie and you played Ariel Castro? Oh, yeah. Remember, Mike, that movie we watched about the guy who kidnapped the wom- women and kept them in his house? Oh, yeah. That was Tuco as well. Yeah. Ugh, that... And, I, uh, I can go. That whole story like makes me so mad because Ariel Castro killed himself in prison, and I was like, "You weak ass little bitch, you deserve to suffer." But yeah, it's like a movie no. where Jennifer Lopez kills a serial killer before justice can be served. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I like how the the three of them are I mean, already like this ganged is real up. life, but sure, it's like the <laughs> three of them are life. already ganged up on Ethan Hawke, right? And and then they do this thing where he's like, "Let me see your gun." And so he takes his gun out and he like takes the clip out and like takes the bullet out. And the guy's like, oh, that's cool. Where'd you learn to do that? You know, and they're like complimenting him. But then he's like literally unarmed and at their mercy. And I thought it was really. He asked him what kind of uh, gun he uses. And he tells him a nine millimeter or something. And uh, the one that's not Tuco or Smiley (laughs) says, (laughs) Oh, the baby face. Like this one? Yeah, the, baby. The, the baby face. <laughs> I, th- I think this guy is kind of a, a baby face. He's and, definitely, yeah. And he pulls sure. a gun out of his jeans and says, oh, like this one? And it's so cool. Like, uh, the intimidation just gets turned up and mm-hmm. up and up. And this is while they're, like, playing poker. Yeah. So they're kind of flipping back and forth between, oh, you can sit at our table. You can play cards with us. And then doing these really unsettling things, like getting his gun out. And Jake gives them the gun. Like I don't know if he's trying to earn their respect or or to show I'm not afraid of you guys. Uh, we're all cool here. I don't want any trouble. I don't mind being unarmed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it all goes downhill. But it's it's really well done. And uh, Babyface is named Moreno, by the way. Oh, and Moreno. What is it? Tuco. There he is. Tuco sniper. Sniper. Well, and then they also like so he lays the clip down on the table, and Smiley immediately grabs it subtly, but immediately grabs it, and then um, and then they ask him, they're like, "Oh, how long have you been a cop?" And he's like, "Oh, you know what, like eighteen months or something yeah, like that's that, like year really and a half." Short amount of time. And then he's they go, "So do you like it?" And he's like, "I should have been a fireman." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you probably really are thinking that." Tonight. Yeah, especially now. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to talk about the so I thought that the wallet it's almost too convenient but at the same time I like it as a device because otherwise how would he escape three ruthless 
paid for assassins. Yeah. I prefer that to him fighting his way out. Same. Yep. Yeah, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's unrealistic that he would be his like his body hanging out of the tub, his head in the tub, mm-hmm. and all these guys are putting gun at him and him being able like I mean he's not gonna Jackie Chan his way out of there. Like you know what I mean? Right. Go and on. he's saying like and I have the, a daughter, I have a daughter, but they you right. know, like Alonzo said, like don't bring your family into it because they don't really right. care. Well they're probably like, We all have daughters too, we don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? like, well and I like how Okay and <laughs> I like when Smiley calls his niece to corroborate the story and she's Letty. like She's yeah. like, I went to all my classes. <laughs> I like that she lied to him. Yeah, I, me too. Yeah. She didn't immediately yeah. jump right to the story of, mm-hmm. oh, I, I got to tell you about this crazy thing that happened today with a, with a cop. Yeah. That saved like, me. I she, was almost right. She was like, no, I was, I was at school all day. Yeah, she was very. And he um, knows that she's lying. She it's, was very upbeat yeah. for like what yeah. had happened to her. I, I thought she was going to so be maybe too. like, I'm a little f- like, yeah, I'm fine, but I, I need to recover for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, because you'd have some PTSD from that. Well, just... I think there's multiple. Like she was skipping school, so it yeah. probably wasn't the first run-in she's had with. That's you know, that could be true. If she yeah. hangs out with a gang, yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's she's probably dealt with dangerous men a lot in her mm-hmm. life. Yeah, so I guess I guess you're right. If that's like a normal Tuesday, maybe she's just like mm. <laughs> for, a well, 14, I was lucky. for a fourteen-year-old. I mean, jeez, uh, start him early. But, you know, so I like that. I like that <laughs> as a as a means to escape because it's convenient but it's believable and yeah. it's like it's it sort is of movie but I do agree it harkens is. to like a familial yeah. connection where it's like well you saved my cousin so I'm gonna save you and and then he says to him like you know this was just business right mm-hmm. and Jake's like yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure bro you almost blew out my brains but yeah just business got it yeah like no um yeah, I, I did like that. I think, uh, I mean, I think it, it's like any movie. Any movie is going to have a movie-fied moment mm-hmm. or two, you know? Yeah. It's just whether or not it's done well enough for us to be able to believe that this movie-fied moment would work. You and know? also, I think the movie does a really good job of making you forget about the wallet as well. Yeah. He picks I up forgot the about it yeah. until they brought he it up. He picks up the wallet like, oh, as right. an afterthought. And at the time, you're like, what's he going to do with a pink wallet? Maybe he's going to take it to the, the police station and put it in their lost and found. Or it's something. just part but, of his training. Like yeah. That's what you're supposed to do, or what he's done so far in his career, is collect evidence and mm-hmm. do things by the book. And that was as close as he could get in that situation with right. Alonzo not helping him when yeah. he's getting beaten up by by two thugs. Yeah. Alonzo's literally standing there. Like wasn't he just, just smoking? He's like Alonzo does this thing where once Jake kind of has the situation or you know like the situation is kind of I guess what I'm trying to say is Alonzo comes in after the fact and takes the glory but doesn't really like get there, messy at first. There's you know? a character in Brooklyn Nine-Nine called the Vulture. It's played by Dean Winters from um, Allstate, you know? Oh. You know, Mayhem. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, and every time what happens is someone will basically solve it and then he'll come in at the last minute and be like, oh, you worked on this for eight months? Well, guess what? I got all the glory and so they like, always call him the Vulture because he'd swoop in at the last minute and take the glory. Okay. yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Alonzo obviously has his own his his own whatever you know he's he's on his own path he knows he knows what he wants and he's gonna get there regardless of what happens to anyone else well he's letting and he's letting jake get sweaty and dirty and beat up and then he comes in and you as know. i said i 
I firmly believe that he is a psychopath. I think that he does not care about how he hurts other people. And I think he actually takes... I don't want to use the word pleasure, but I guess that's the closest word to use. I think that he takes some sort of enjoyment from watching other people struggle and suffer and be in pain. And that is the trademark of a psychopath, you know? So. In that scene, I I kind of feel like Alonzo wasn't going to do anything to those two thugs who were attacking the girl until Jake sort of pressed him a little bit. Like, we're not just going to leave him here are we? And, he, and Alonso said something like, oh, you want to beat him up? Go for it. And that's not what Jake wants. Jake like, wants to book him. And, yeah, right. Uh, but then Alonso sort of humors Jake by sort of taking charge and threatening the guy's life and, well, he blasted him in the nuts with his with the butt of his gun, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think he just did that. I don't know. Like, I don't know what he was doing. Something psychopathic maybe? Sadistic, or yeah. Maybe just to satiate Jake because he wasn't like you said he wasn't going to waste his time like booking these guys so he took it a few steps further because Jake just neutralized the situation and then Alonzo took it a few steps beyond that mm-hmm. right right yeah yeah I'm I, I I think Alonzo had one thought in his mind and that was to save my life and that's all that mattered and it didn't matter who got in the way or what they were doing because it wasn't about him you know and that's all he cared about he cared about himself and that was it so interesting character i think overall like um i may have not been the biggest fan of this movie but i think the characters were were well written and Mm -hmm. they were if not likable, like, and I'm not saying likable as in, like, I like this character, like, I enjoy them as a person. I mean likable as in they draw me in mm-hmm. as a character. I think that Alonzo is written well as a as an, a, a character that draws you in and makes you go, like, what the hell are you doing, man? What's going on here? You know? Because you're, like, mm, you're kind of on the edge of your seat the entire movie, and you just don't know what this guy is capable of, and... And I kind like I kind of wish I hadn't known anything going into this movie, and so that was that did kind of tint my experience of it was because I knew that he wasn't a good guy, you know. So I don't know. That's kind of disappointing, but at least it wasn't like uncut gems, I guess. You know, <laughs> someone had to ruin it for me on Instagram. <laughs> I did have a comment about so the end, the end battle, and that. I think the end battle also, it really falls off the rails for me. Because I find generally in movies with action scenes, most action scenes in most movies, I'm usually like, what am I going to have for snack? Mm -hmm. You know? And this one is no exception. Like the 15-minute plane uh, helicopter fight between Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill and Michelle Fallout. Yeah. I did notice, though, in this movie... That so at the end they're on like the rooftop thing, and uh, Alonzo basically has the upper hand, and he could kill Jake, but he leaves him to take the money to the Russians, and so that makes me think that some of the admiration he had for Jake was legitimate. Yeah, yeah, because he kept him alive. He could have killed him. You know, the threat is done. He's he he could have just killed him right then and there. That's true. And uh, and take the money to the Russians, but instead he left him there, took the money to the Russians. But then Jake did like some superhero jump off the building and landed on the car and survived. It was crazy. And and then I guess the gangs ki- were like 
so now does this mean that Jake can just like come into the neighborhood whenever because the gangs are like we got I your back doubt it see that's it's unfinished and i don't like yeah. that i did i really did like that whole scene where um they were in that neighborhood and what was her name sarah or whatever ava mendez's character yeah sarah's neighborhood and and all those people were just looking at him like it's not our problem you're mm-hmm. on your own now and it just it was like it felt like you know that the scene in labyrinth at the end where she goes you have no power here i was like yes! <laughs> you know what i mean i was like i got goosebumps <laughs> you know so it was very good it, it made me like it was just perfect <laughs> actually i put in my notes um about the that chase scene uh that now it's an action movie. Yeah. It's, it's just turned into an action right. movie. And I don't give a shit that Jake can jump from rooftop to rooftop. <laughs> yeah. And he's hanging off of a balcony with like this fierce dog on the ground barking yeah. at him. Go if you fall off the balcony. Well, and he was also going to be almost impaled. Yeah. yeah. There was like a fence below him. And he was like, I was like, boy, you better hold on because if you fall like good luck <laughs> yeah like, yeah like if i were channel surfing and the the fight slash chase scene came was on i wouldn't stop for two seconds mm-hmm. because i want to see more of denzel and ethan hawk um interacting yeah not fighting like, well, and i want to see more chess i don't want the checkers well yeah well, it's yeah. like it's it went from like a psychological thriller yeah. where you're like what the hell's going on to all of a sudden yeah it was like a, i didn't really care for the action sequence either i remember being like okay like this doesn't feel like it didn't feel totally out of place but it didn't feel great either mm-hmm. like it didn't seem like it was should have been there you yeah, know because the climax of that whole scene prior to when denzel finally gets his due from the russians mm-hmm. the climax of the whole scene is just jake taking his badge away from him so it seemed like a lot of effort for him just being like you don't deserve this badge and like you didn't have to have that whole fight superhuman fight right. sequence to just take his badge away you know and so and then yeah like the the gangs say they're gonna they're like you can go we got it from here but they don't kill him he leaves somehow we don't see how he leaves the neighborhood but somehow he gets out of the neighborhood mm-hmm. yeah there's just some things and here and there it's, where it's like yeah uh, it's like it's like they were like running out of time or something maybe yeah yeah they were like we got two hours let's i mean i think that they almost could have maybe cut out the entire like side piece he had you know ava mendez's character you know it didn't seem like that was well super was that super vital or am i i don't think it was vital necessarily well i liked learning that he has a kid and how many kids does he have throughout the city we know he's got uh, at least one extra one um it also was a way for them to throw in some nudity you know which i think yeah it's probably a draw for i feel like ava mendez has had that a lot early in her career they're like hey you're hot you want to get naked and she's like "Uh, okay Mm -hmm. you know instead of being taken like as a serious actress you you know extra if you take your clothes off i think that's what megan fox said i mean i'm sure it's true um i always thought maybe it was a racial thing because she's latina and that maybe that's why she was given those roles that's my theory i thought it was because she was really attractive smoking hot she is very yeah she's smoking hot she's a babe that goes a long way in hollywood that's yeah. very true yeah you don't even you don't even need to be a good actor you can just be super good looking and everyone i like, actually oh, i actually uh she has a very small role and apart from the nudity i don't want to be totally catty 
about it. I think she was actually like pretty endearing for the small bit that oh, she yeah, was on she screen was, when yeah. she was like telling him the food, and then she's like, "I gotta go." Like it was very, you know, it she did that cute. part she, really like, well. Had the whole like tray for like, she was like, "Here you go." She's friendly. She's welcoming. She's um, sweet. It's a, it's a yeah. weird circumstance, but she's as good a host a hostess as you could have in that situation. And the kid. um it seems like he's being raised as well as possible. Yeah. In in the situation. Yeah. He's well behaved. Yeah. Yeah. He was cute. He and, was a cute kid. Yeah, and uh and he yeah, it was I was gonna say he like waved at Jake through the window. Yeah, <laughs> like, the kid was there. adorable. Was I was like, cute. oh, I, yeah. I was worried that they were gonna kill off the kid because I can't like. Don't, I don't think they would have. Like, please yeah. don't kill. I don't. I, when it, they kill children and stuff, it's just like, please don't. This is terrible. You know, I can't. It was interesting to see Alonzo switch gears suddenly when the kid's life could have been in danger. Uh-huh. And then he runs into the bedroom and you hear him tell the woman, like, shut the fuck up. So he, like, has sympathy for one person and that's the kid and that's it. Nobody else gets that. But um, Well, so. that that kid is of, of his blood and, and, you know, so maybe it's that's why. Like, it's millions. Yeah, like, well, no, I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Mini me, yeah. You, you want to protect your mini me's because that's because hey. What did he say to him in Spanish? I asked Mike if he knew what he said to oh, him in Spanish. Oh, I actually looked it up. He said, oh. "Oh, he said, are you growing? Are you growing? You're growing? Are you growing? That's what he was saying to him. Oh, are you yeah. growing? Yeah, he's like, are you growing up? He asked if he was being good, and I thought he he said he was growing, like he could yeah. tell, like oh, you're, you're, yeah. you're getting, like you're you're growing up. You're oh, getting yeah, yeah, I see yeah. the context. I had, uh, yeah, it was like crescendo or something. That was like the word, and I was like, interesting. So I looked it up. Yeah, it means growing. Portuguese is that what it is? Spanish. I think it was Spanish. Spanish. I assume it was Spanish. Yeah. I would imagine there's probably more Spanish speakers in LA than Portuguese yeah. speakers. So it just sounded like an interest. It sounded like interesting spanish that i hadn't heard mm-hmm. here's my question though did jake go to work the next day <laughs> i think he took pto i would yeah. say oh, i would imagine he probably some, yeah maybe a concussion or i mean and how do you even like <laughs> would you even want to go back to a job like that well you know? i don't know he won basically yeah well, but does that not job against alonzo's i could see him maybe cause... working in like a like a desk job for well, a bit. Well, because he said later, like, I'll, I'll write tickets, I'll do whatever. Like, he wants to go back. Right. And does that job even exist anymore? Like... That's... Yeah. That's the, another thing. The manager is dead. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know. The department is corrupt. Yeah. But, I think... I think the movie tried to show us that there wasn't going to be some big proceeding at least if jake doesn't say anything because we hear a news report as jake finally gets home at night saying that alonzo was killed while making while serving a warrant in a at a drug dealer's house Mm -hmm. so the story they already have an official story about how alonzo was killed and had nothing to do with mafia well and that was the same story that he was uh threatening jake with mm-hmm. at the at roger's house the same wording mm-hmm. yeah i yeah. noticed that too yeah it was like a callback but it, now we're hearing it on an actual news broadcast mm-hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool yeah i thought that was interesting as well so like either the corruption is like way deeper than jake could ever imagine or maybe one of alonzo's guys gave the statement but yeah either way there's more corruption that he is 
gonna a lot of corruption. And not a only lot of is corruption. The, not only is the corruption deep, but it's super fast because same day reporting, they they yeah. had that story planted already for the yeah. news. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's something. I had two other quick things about performances. Uh, it's clear that I'd like Denzel Washington in this, but mm -hmm. I think we're all fans of people smoking in movies. If, if they're <laughs> Love cool. Love smoking. And holy times. crap, he's really good at smoking cool. And yeah, not I know. Just, not just smoking, <laughs> but he's amazing at delivering beats of dialogue while smoking or smoking between his lines. Yeah. And he even like smokes sometimes with a cigarette in his teeth, like between his teeth <laughs> rather that. than in his lips. So he can kind of smoke while baring his teeth and it's really he looks like a comic book villain mm -hmm. you know like a, a a still image of a comic book villain when uh he's doing this so that's really really <laughs> awesome and also um the scene at the second time they go to roger's house when they murder roger um and alonzo points hit the shotgun at uh jake and jake in the span of like one or one and a half seconds Turn, takes the shotgun and turns it on Alonzo and like knocks him down with the shotgun in his face and he says something like that's the second time you've pointed a gun at me today and there will not be a third. I yeah. love that scene. I, that was, I was so like a good. Fist I was pump, like, yeah. You know? I was yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> and then Alonzo. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to think of why that actor um, Roger looks so familiar. He was in Castle Rock. No wonder he looks so familiar. Yeah, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. And Alonzo instantly with a manipulation sort of chuckles at Jake when he turns the shotgun on him and his crew is all ready to smoke Jake. But Alonzo says, no, 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 no. This guy got the jump on all of you. Yep. And it's, he's so manipulative and he changes gears so quickly. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, like he, he does have like, he, he changes gears to save his own skin yep. and it's, it, but he's able to sort of make it be like, no, he got the jump on all of you. When really he got the jump on. Uh, yeah, he really like, didn't right, get Currently, the shotgun is pointed at Alonzo, so he has to play it cool while trying to save his own skin, and it's really good. It is mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that that whole yeah that whole part was like, ugh, that was was perfect. <laughs> Dominique de Coco. <laughs> I do like when he's in the floorboards and he's he's like trying to give Jake the money. And Jake is like, I don't want the money. And he goes, all right, all right, you're nervous, you're nervous. It's all right, I'll hold on to <laughs> it for you. for you. And he looks over to the other guy, and he's like, are you too nervous? And he's like, I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> yeah, he tosses yeah. The mask him up guy, on the yeah. <laughs> he's like, I have no problem stealing this guy's money. <laughs> I mean, I think if you're going into someone's house with the intention to murder them and lie about it, well, that yeah, I don't you probably do not care if you're stealing their money. This probably isn't the first time. Yeah, this is their routine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Raj. Well, I know. Mm, I don't know. He never got to go to the Philippines. Listen, he told that one story. thing I learned from 90 Day Fiance is that the creepy men in that show always want to marry women from the Philippines because women from the Philippines are like more like submissive, is the word I would use, I guess. And flexible. <laughs> they don't. I don't like believe in divorce or whatever. So whenever I'd watch a show and they'd be like, I really want to marry a girl from the Philippines, I'd be like, you're a fucking creep. And I just get that vibe. And I don't know, maybe Roger's the same way. He's like, I'm going to go to the Philippines and marry some woman who's really flexible and submissive. <laughs> That's how rumors get started. Flexible and submissive. 
Anyway. I like when he tells that story about the snail. Yeah, I don't and mean, like, like submissive, like, BDSM. Like, I mean, like, you know. I mean, yeah. Okay, you get it. Sure. You get it. Like, okay. like, gender role submissive. Yes, 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 yes. And he's, like, he's, uh, he tells a story about the snail, and the snail says, like, what, we, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> it's not really, like, a punchline necessarily, but it is. Well, I think the point was to tell a joke with like a non-punchline yeah. to get to see how Jake would react. Yeah. Because he he's was so high. high. <clears throat> and he's like, that's not funny. Why am I laughing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anti yeah. Oh, I did also one more thing. I really like Denzel saying to Jake because J- Denzel tells Jake like they're never going to believe you because you've been smoking PCP all day mm-hmm. because his drug test would show PCP even though he only had two hits, but you know, it doesn't matter on a drug test. It looked- I wonder how long. I'm actually curious about that because if he had if he had just smoked the weed, that would have been like maybe like a couple days, like three days that it would get out of his urine. Um, Probably take a hair sample. And I assume Jake or uh, Alonzo would, if he needed to, pull strings to have him tested ASAP. Oh, big time! Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. If it would benefit Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he he told him early on that he knows he could he had ways of like knowing when drug tests were coming. So he definitely could manipulate a drug test, I think. So according to drugrehab.com, PCP stays in your system for less than a week when used occasionally. Um, oh, and saliva so, samples for one to two days. So pretty much about the same time as weed if you're not a heavy smoker. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so he definitely would, it definitely would have shown yeah, so a drug if he, test. Yeah, if he had, like, been, like, hey... Um, you know, if he had been like, hey, I need a drug test done immediately, yeah, it would definitely show up in his system. So yeah. even the next day, it probably would. Yeah. yeah. So, well, Alonzo is a big fucking asshole. So, you know, he, he got what he got what was coming to him is all I can say. It yeah. almost worked, though. His plan almost worked. It yeah. did, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I if was it wasn't like for almost, the wallet. If it wasn't for the wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only thing that really that's the th- it all hinged on, on right. the rape yeah. the attempted rape yeah yeah anyway so are you are you guys done talking about the movie anything anything i'm i'm done all right um would you guys recommend the movie mike i would um i talked about what its shortcomings are so it's not like i wouldn't tell anybody that you have to watch this movie but if you like Denzel Washington or you just want to see a great character study, um, it's an amazing performance. He won the Academy Award for Best Actor for, for this right. role. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I think yeah, I remember there's some Oscars associated with it, yeah. It, it's uh, deserved. Uh, I think Ethan Hawke was nominated for Best Supporting Actor and did not win, but they, they both are awesome, but it is a standout performance for Denzel. Yeah, so I would definitely. say watch it for that. Take a nap during the the action sequence and you'll be good (laughs) so yeah yeah set your alarm for five minutes (laughs) yeah i would recommend it too for sure i really like all the characters i think denzel and ethan hawk are powerhouses and um just it's really crazy it's unsettling it's done i think it's it conveys it conveys the feeling of being unsettled really well all the way through and i think that that's hard to do um and i think that's really cool so yeah i would definitely recommend it um 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think that again, like Mike, what you said, the performances are really good. Special, Den- especially Denzel Washington. I almost mix those two words up. A special, a special spell. <laughs> almost. I said a special. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. A special <laughs> Washington. Um, but I just, I don't think I was that big of a fan of it. You know, I as I've done some thinking about it, I watched it today. And I just, I usually, like, after a movie I really like, I usually feel pretty pumped, you know? And this, I was like, mm, I could take it or leave it. But I do think that it's it's not the best written movie. It's not the best script. But it does have great performances. So, yes, I guess is my answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's it. Well, thanks for coming, Mike. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for joining the episode. Yes. Thanks for having me. It's always fun joining the watchers of movies. Yes, and we are the watchers. Of movies. Of movies. Yeah, it was good. Thank you. Thanks for the suggestion. Yes. All right. He suggested this, like, two years ago. It's been on our list for so long. A year and a half ago, maybe. So so much stuff has been on our list. Things just get shuffled. It's it's funny, like, I'll I'll be looking at our list, and I'm like, oh, we're finally going to do this. And then, like, Black History Month comes along, so we're like, well, I guess that's just going to be another month (laughs) where we do that, if not more. If not more. Yeah. Whatever. But it's fun. So you guys can follow us on Instagram at Watchers and Movies or Facebook at Watchers and Movies. If you have a recommendation, you can do a couple of things. You can either DM us on social media. You can also email us at watchersandmovies at gmail.com. And you can also visit our website. That's watchersandmovies.weebly.com. And thank you so much to Mike for our theme music. Yeah, you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42 His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Mike. And that's it. Bye-bye. Bye.